Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Yeah, but this is a hearing. I thought I was the one that was supposed to be heard. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. I keep forgetting to take my mask off when I'm in places where I don't need it. The other day I forgot to take it off and I got in the car and I'm driving for a while. And my son said, so now you're driving the car with mask on, guy? <laughs> well played, boy. <laughs> uh, live from Studio C. Si, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody, today, hump day, middle of the week, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Grandstanding Congress jackasses. Yeah. Grandstanding yesterday with old Bill Barr on the stand. They got the tech giants on the uh, the docket today. There will be some unbelievable grandstanding. Well, from who about what? So it's the first time that the head of Apple, Facebook, Google, and there's one other are all together in the same Amazon. room. Amazon. Yeah, right. Richest guy in the world. Um, uh, it's the first time they've all been together for one of these things. Yes, the Beatles of tech. Who's, who's? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? The Beatles of tech. But I had that article you gave me yesterday. What there it is. With their total value. Four point eight five trillion dollars worth of value with those companies there. That's which is, that's a big that's a big quartet right there. There huh? has never been. I mean, there have been hearings before back in the day when you get the railroad barons together or whatever, but there's never been anybody that had this kind of money, even adjusted for inflation. Right. Like this sort of value. Right. Um Picturing more monocles and top hats during the Railroad Baron era. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Infinitely more. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but so what are the issues at hand? And, and what are, are there clear political divides? It doesn't seem to me that there are the clear political divides that exist on so many of these other issues, hearings, that sort of thing. The, the situation is that there are a number of legitimate issues that Congress has oversight over, you know, monopoly powers, quashing competition, uh, privacy, data theft, whatever. There are all sorts of legitimate uh, issues. But the problem is, and, you know, I'm not here to make you all more cynical, but I probably will. Uh, Every time these tech giants are dragged in front of the committee, uh, there's grandstanding, yelling, and then they vow to pass legislation, never do. So it might be interesting on some level. You'll also see egregious grandstanding for the folks back home, you know, as we're nearing an election. Yeah, no. I mean, if you're yelling at one of the most powerful people in the world, you look like a hard ass. Pardon my, uh, you know, frank language, folks. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in this one. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to play out. Now, you haven't you been telling us for quite some time that Google is one of the biggest lobbyists? They they spend spread more money around than practically anybody. Yeah, they're an enormous lobbyist to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure right now. Uh, the heavyweights of, of Google are on the phone with the congressman saying, I understand you're going to be yelling at me today. Don't worry about it. You'll yell. I'll say, I think that's out of line, congressman. Then I'll I'll see you in the cloakroom after, and I'll hand over the cash. I'm not saying it's completely useless. There are some legit issues. Um, you know, the Europeans, for instance, taking a, a very different route on data uh, ownership and privacy than, than the U.S. has, and 
It's legit, but it'll there'll be a lot of silliness. Well, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much that will come up today. That that would definitely get my attention on whether or not they uh, a decision could be reached that all that data belongs to us individually. My information is mine, mm-hmm. not Google's, because I'm on their platform. Um, well, it was like, uh, although uh, if you watch any of the bill bar yesterday in front of the House Judiciary Committee, there were some very interesting and critically important issues raised. And then ignored. Uh, they just yelled at each other or wouldn't even let Bill Barr answer. There's no meaningful debate or trying to arrive at well, solutions. These, it was just it was a PR thing. These things are 95% useless. Right. Um, and always have been. And they're worse now. Uh, the lawmakers have, con- have collected hundreds of hours of interviews and obtained war- more than 1.3 million documents about Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google before the uh, testimony today. Mm. Who's going through those 1.3 million documents? I don't know. You divide them around, have each of your interns go through 150,000. <laughs> so it's, it's quick work. Many hands make light work. I'll bet the lack of knowledge about the, uh, the, the, the individual companies involved by some of the congressmen would shock you. Wouldn't you guess? Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. They'd have a shot. You'd, 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 you'd be... You'd be amazed at how little they know about how Google works, oh, or the sure, things that they do. Your thirty-seven term congressman from Dayton. I mean, that yeah. sort of guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I'm hoping that today the um, heads of Apple, Google, Amazon, they'll eat lunch together. Then Mark Zuckerberg will be stuck at a kitty table, just you know, as a joke. They'll give him a child's menu, and right, he'll overhear their conversation. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> just stay over in your table there, Zuckerberg. I wonder how often they've all been together. I'll bet not very often. Maybe never where they've all been together. Uh, you mean other than their secret cabal meetings where they touch skull rings and oh, put think, their hands on glowing right, orbs, right? Drink the bloods of virgins or something. Exactly in their underground compound. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Caught a little bit of the, the Major League Baseball yesterday as uh, the Astros, <clears throat> the the cheating Astros. Yeah, no kidding. Never forget. Took on the Dodgers, who they cheated and stole, quote-unquote, oh. stole a World Series from. Right. And uh, back before all the, the COVID stuff, I had made the prediction that the Houston Astros would set records for number of times being hit by pitches this year. And there was a pitcher yesterday who... Uh, Took it upon himself to really get that number off to a good start. Uh, he threw at a couple different guys. Um, it was late in the game. And then he did something that I didn't even really realize until I saw someone else break it down. After he threw behind the guy's head and he went to first base because it was the fourth ball, so he, he was on base. On his pickoff moves, trying to get the guy, <laughs> he was zooming it low. So if the if the first baseman missed it, it would dart him right in the ribs <laughs> where he was sliding oh, wow. to get back wow. to the bag. Wow. And so that, that was one of the two guys that he threw at, and there was kind of a, a faux brawl. where the, right. the But the, throwing at guys when they're trying to steal bases, that's a new one. Yeah, I, I, I like that one quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, just trying to peg him as he stands off first base. I That's a new it. wrinkle. Did the crowd just continue to go? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The cardboard cutout seemed unmoved. 
I watched a little bit of NBA yesterday. It's the first time I'd watched any, and I think their whole sound effect thing game is better than baseball. Mm. And well, they're in preseason. They also have the ability of they're not playing in a vacuous stadium, right? They they have done a very good job of walling off any sort of seats. So when they zoom out, it doesn't look like an no. empty place. It's way it's way closer to normal watching yes. an NBA game yes. than in, than a major league baseball game. Was that a real game? Did that start already? A uh, real game start Thursday. All right. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. At how to get to be Wednesday, July 29th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Let us begin now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Have you tried the soup at Subway? And I'm not talking about the tuna salad. <laughs> oh, 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 what? That's gross. What? <laughs> You've never noticed that the tuna salad? A, it seems a little liquidy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. not good. Yeah, yeah. That that is that was a gross joke. Wow. As Jim Gaffigan goes on to say, it's like a it's like a tuna gazpacho. <laughs> How wow. does mail bag look? Oh, fine and dandy. <laughs> um, some financial news that's troubling: the number of businesses that are closing up shops and all that sort of stuff. Is oh there? Oh my gosh! Quarterly results come in after maybe the worst quarter they've ever had for a whole bunch of businesses out there. Oof. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 a little down about that. I think we may be making an historic mistake as a people. I want to hear that. Dealing with the vid. I want to hear that. Oh yeah. Um our text line is 415-295-KFTC. There's a new documentary out about Olympic athletes and how maybe we're uh we're not treating them well or something. I don't know, you be the judge of that. We'll talk about that later. All kinds of different stuff on the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sixty-eight percent of people are making that that lost their jobs are making more money on unemployment than they made on their job. Sixty-eight percent. That is uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, it is. Some a little, some a lot, but it, it's obviously uh, it will obviously skew the recovery. How do you unwind that? Uh, that among the many topics we could get into today, and when. Yep, we ought to talk about that. Mailbag. You can email us, don't you know? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Got a nice note from a gent uh, lives in Canada, don't you know? Listens to the show. America's hat. Yes, he got us uh, a nice Armstrong and Getty uh, t-shirt that he's enjoying very much. Send us a picture. You can get one of those yourself. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Picture of the t-shirt or the picture of him in the t-shirt? That one. Okay. Yeah. You're weird to just send a picture of the T-shirt. I believe it was a self-made photograph, sometimes referred to as a selfie. Okay. A self-made photograph. <laughs> Here is your freedom-loving quote of the day, inspired by my two, uh, almost two-hour conversation with my 19-year-old daughter last night about uh, life, love, and political theory. I thought I'd hit you with a, a couple of quotes from my hero, H.L. Mencken. Uh, Democracy is a form of worship. It is the worship of jackals by jackasses. <laughs> I love that. And then one more. Yeah, no, no, no. As long as it's short, Jack, you'll like this one. A newspaper is a device for making the ignorant more ignorant and the crazy crazier. Oh, boy. <laughs> and when was that said? Early 1900s, oh, probably. Oh, gosh, right? yeah. Probably sometime between 1920 and 45, probably. Or, you know, True then, truer now. 
Uh, here's a, uh, a nice note from uh, Lamarck Francais. It's Mark with a C, who I said must be French about 15 years ago. So now he calls himself the French Mark. Uh, has anybody... I'm sorry, I've got to read it correctly. It's, it's written quite nicely. Who am I to paraphrase? Has nobody called yet the police mostly peaceful? If we were to judge the police by the same standards as the media judge protesters, we'd be forced to call the police not mostly peaceful, but angelic for 350 million an- annual interactions with citizens. There are only a few hundred bad interactions. That's better than how my wife and I interact. <laughs> nice job, French Mark. It's a good point. Well, let's see. Here's a nice note from uh, Henry. Recently had conversations with two different young professionals about current politics. Both parents, both homeowners. And I realized later they are feeling their way to move to the right. One who is looking for a second rental said, I don't think I could vote for Trump, but I told her if she buys one more house, she will become a Republican. The other said, how do you deal with being wrong? Which I took as a rhetorical argument against my points for a minute. Then I realized he was sincerely talking about giving up his previous left-leaning assumptions. Uh, I hope others are feeling the same. Hmm. I think it'll become clear. Societies swing back and forth. You saw it, you know, in the 60s and 70s, this experiment, and these people aren't criminals. They just need help. They need talking to. They need more money. They need counseling. And crime just exploded. And America woke up and said, oh, my God, these schemes don't work. There are some people who are just predators. We need to put them in cages so they don't hurt anybody else. If Biden wins, uh, the great question will be, does all this uh, mayhem in the city stop? Or does a Biden administration have to decide how to deal with it? I don't know what will happen. Oh, I guarantee it will continue at some level. Although, you know, not to get too far into this, I believe the, the desire to get rid of Trump is so strong Normally, fairly reasonable Democrats are having to choke back the the criticism of the violent riots because they need it to continue through November or as long as possible. And once Trump's gone, they'll say, all right, communists, get out of the public square. Quit pulling down statues. I I think I think Trump loses. If Trump loses the period between Election Day and January 20th will be the most miserable Oh, boy. News period we've ever had in this nation's history. Oh, news period. Yeah. I think it'll just be miserable. I think the never-ending looking for signs that Trump won't leave will just be, I think it'll be the only story every day. Right. Well, and Trump may well tweet constantly that the election was a fraud or something. I also heard a story today that that makes it pretty clear there's no way we're going to wake up the day after uh, November 3rd and and know who the president is. Just because of the amount of mail-in ballots going on. Oh, yeah. It could be a landslide one way or the other. But they just they don't, they don't open them up until Election Day. And and it, it, it'll take weeks to count all those ballots. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I can take it. That, I don't know if I have it in me. And that's just going to be the new state of presidential elections if we're going to do this much mail-in balloting. Yep. Uh, more on mail-in balloting and the absolute dishonesty of the media later on. But C. Busy writes, guys, speaking of the media, I'm sure you pondered this. I'm truly curious what happens to the media as a business if Trump loses. The entire business model of CNN, the Alphabet Networks, has been anti-Trump reporting, scare tactics, activism. Even non-Trump news, as you've often pointed out, is reported in a Trump good or bad way. Right, down to the gardening columns and book reviews in the New York Times. What will they do if a Dem wins the White House? Who will they bash? You'd like to hear a discussion of that. 
Well, they'll have to figure it out. But yeah, they they will uh, have to adapt and overcome, no doubt. I mean, it's it's hilarious. I'll I'll flip on MSNBC just out of curiosity to hear what they're saying, and I honestly, I'm not making this up. I cannot remember the last time I flipped to that channel and it was not somebody blasting Trump. Oh, that's that's all that is done. That's I'm, the. I, I mean, if, if God forbid there was some sort of natural gas explosion and the anchor was running out of the building on fire, he'd be screaming, you know, impeach Trump as he burned. <laughs> Trying to stay sane in Marin County, California, writes, guys, I've been a fan for five plus years, and I think I should know this, but when and how did you guys meet and start working together? Friends of Armstrong and Getty want to know. Grinder. We met... Uh, <laughs> Via the the Grinder app, and we immediately recognized each other because we'd run into each other at a lot of Amway conventions. We were both top achieving salesmen um, in a in a pyramid scheme, <laughs> and uh, so we you know we'd gotten the plaques together at various and I was like, oh yeah, hey, you're the guy from the from Amway, and he says yeah, so that's it. Oh, they're all going to be testifying remotely. Yes. Oh, that takes a lot of the oh, fun out of it. Oh, that's right. That takes a lot of the fun. They're just going to be on screens. Dang it. That takes yeah. Okay. Well, then then l- less than nothing will happen. Why do you why do you think more would happen if they were in person? I just I just don't feel the vibe is going to be there of the what Joe was talking about earlier. You get to yell at a super rich powerful person. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I do a lot of. <laughs> if I'm Mark Zuckerberg, I'm flipping through Facebook <laughs> as I <laughs> As I sit there on the, the camera and some congressman lights me up, just yells and unleashes some big speech. I'm going to say, I'm sorry, you glitched out there. What'd you say? <laughs> sorry, you were on mute for the first part. A lot just, of that. I didn't catch that whole part about antitrust or whatever that was. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Dr. Fauci's first pitch continues to get a lot of attention. A baseball card featuring that lopsided throw smashed sales records for the Topps company. More than 51,000 cards were sold in the first 24 hours it was available. I remember as a kid getting so excited to open a fresh pack of immunologist trading cards. Wow, that's where we are now. You want know, a best-selling baseball card? It's got to be some sort of <laughs> political figure. So the the buying of the cards was online. They were sold out very quickly, and they were already showing up on. So the cards were about ten bucks a piece if you got in and, and got one of the ones. They okay. were already showing up on eBay for multiple hundreds of dollars before the people who bought them even had them in their possession. Wow. Dr. Fauci baseball card. That's that pretty is, funny. That is pretty amusing. So did you see this? You know, it's a popular thing now. When with, I grow up, I want to be an epidemiologist. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, cameras having such good lenses and cell phones and stuff like that, getting pictures of politicians' notes is a thing. Remember, oh, they've done that yeah. whole bunch with Trump, and they got Biden was carrying around notes yesterday for some reason that had Kamala Harris talking points on it. Uh, and a lot of people think that's an indication that he's going to announce her. As he as he said yesterday, he will announce next week his vice presidential uh, running mate. Why would you carry around your notes for next week's speech would be my question. Although he didn't mention Kamala Harris yesterday, so it's a little mysterious as to why he had the... Right. Why is her name on his notes? Uh, that is odd. Uh, back I, don't, in- I don't carry around notes for something I'm going to do next week. 
Longtime fans of the show know this, but back in uh, calmer times, I, Joe Getty, would say my candidate is uh, chaos and ugliness because I have so much contempt for politicians. I just want to see the elections get ugly. Now I've got more ugly than I can handle, and so I don't, I don't say that anymore. Yeah. But having said that, Kamala Harris would introduce more chaos and ugly than I think any other choice, just because she's so controversial. She, her, the choice, if he chose her, that would enrage the far left Democratic Party. And, and there'd be infighting and accusations and, oh, that'd be great. And motivate some of the right that was okay with, okay, Joe Biden, he's really a moderate uh, Democrat, so I can handle him, mm-hmm. as opposed to the chaos of Trump. No, wait, Kamala Harris? No way. Yeah, the interesting thing because she has talked about you know um, Medicare for all, including illegals, and a variety of other things she raised her hands for during the debates. Right. The interesting thing about Harris is, unlike say Liz Warren, ah, and uh, or some of the other choices that have been mentioned, I don't believe Kamala Harris has any beliefs whatsoever. I think she is an utterly pliable, completely phony politician, and anybody who worked with her at a high level in California uh, would agree with me. So who knows what she actually thinks? Maybe she would be that. Maybe Biden would tell her, hey, swing way left, would you? She'll say, fine. Okay. I'm in favor of communism. How about something optimistic? Good. Uh, NASA is going to launch its most ambitious Mars rover ever. The $270 billion NASA mission is going to launch, uh, is it today? And they're going to uh, seek signs of ancient life on Mars. we got a helicopter we're going to put on Mars. It's wow. going to fly around. It's what, are gonna... doing traffic reports? Yeah. Choppers on Mars. <laughs> traffic reports on the sixes. <laughs> um, but they're going to look for ancient life, package it, and then for the first time ever, return stuff from Mars to Earth. Oh. That's a big deal, returning stuff from Mars to Earth. That's also a... how a lot of my favorite movies start. Yeah, yeah, and release some sort of weird Martian virus that will make the coronavirus look like... Uh, I don't know what it'll make it look like. I Something just, not as bad. I just hope <laughs> they they send boxes with the rover to package the stuff and send it back. Because if I have to return something, but i got to find my own box oh, and label, yeah, yeah. it just ain't happening. It, exactly. It's going to go it. in the back of the closet for five years, <laughs> then I'm finally going to donate it. <laughs> you and everybody else. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things that uh, aren't as good in news. Um, I'll go through so a couple of companies. As uh, as we mentioned yesterday, quarterly reports are coming out, and this is the first quarter that's all COVID. Last quarter had some COVID, some normal, so it didn't look quite as bad. This gives you more of the full impact. For instance, GE posted roughly a $2 billion quarterly loss. Um, General Motors was down uh, three quarters of a billion. You think, well, that's not that bad for one of the biggest companies in the world. Well, a year ago in that quarter, they made a $3 billion profit. So that's almost a $4 billion swing from $3 billion profit to almost a billion dollars loss. Interestingly, that uh, three quarters of a billion dollar loss is better than analysts had expected. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice job, GM. According to Wall Street Journal, because people like expensive trucks. That that is that is that is really interesting. The whole expensive truck thing, eighty thousand dollar pickups. Yeah, yeah. Last time I went looking at pickup trucks, I could not believe what you have to pay for them these days. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's your double king cab. <laughs> I bought an F one fifty Super Crew Lariat, which is the nice one, in oh one. Um, for I believe it was God, was it like nineteen thousand dollars, twenty, and it was a nice truck. Adjusted for inflation, it'd be about twenty nine. 
Um, but now you can't touch one for that. Um, Boeing planning deeper job and production cuts because they lost $2.4 billion in the second quarter. Yeah, I just heard they're not going to make the 747 anymore. Which, uh, I don't know. Well, the whole nobody flying and nobody buying planes really hurt them. Which is not surprising. Nobody flying, nobody buying. I'm crying. Uh, Said their rapper (laughs) CEO. Speaking of rappers, TMZ has just announced Kanye West did file paperwork to appear in the New Jersey ballot for president. So his presidential campaign is still alive. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Poor guy. Poor family. Yeah. I don't have a lot of sympathy for the Kardashian clan. I thought she came off as pretty normal over the weekend in her tweet or whatever it was, social media post about families dealing with mental illness and that sort of oh, thing. Oh, I missed that. Okay, fair enough. I'm sure it's not easy, no matter how much money you got. They've made a career of posturing and passing off a fantasy as their real lives. So True that. I hadn't realized that they'd actually dropped the facade and are saying, okay, look, we're human beings here. Oh, good for them. That's fine. Got this email from... Um, A.K.A. Rhonda? That's interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's a link to a story about a, uh, a sports shop closing that had been open since 1978, neighborhood institution in the, in the town it, it was. And the topic of the email is, how many businesses have to die? This is clearly madness. Shut every politician government worker from getting their checks. We'll see how they like it, huh? And especially the CNN anchors like the ultra-wealthy Anderson Cooper and the really gross and weird Don Lemon. Well, always gross looks like he weird. needs a bib. Wait, what? there's no reason for personal attacks here. Your email is fine. You didn't. You, you're better than this. Looks like he needs a bib. What is that look? I I I, I don't what is have the, any I need a, idea what that means. What's the I need a bib look? I'd, I'd prefer not to dwell on it. I'll try to avoid it. Anyway, uh, the point being, so many businesses are dying for good, and. Certainly the media, but absolutely the politicians as well, don't seem to be giving the economic and psychological impacts of their response to the COVID thing its full weight in the discussion. It's as if, you know, in in, in polling, you only got two, say, uh, of the thousand people, you only got three Hispanics. So they do this in ratings for TV and radio, too. And so they'll say, well, each of these Hispanics we're going to count as five people because we just didn't get enough. Um, They're not giving the economic and psychological aspects of this the full weight in the discussion. I think it's doing enormous, enormous damage. I have an incredibly controversial thesis I would like to lay on you. Okay, here we go. Oh, not now. You can't handle it now. (laughs) I would suggest, you know, deep knee bends, some stretching, deep breathing I'm exercises. I'm over here looking like I need a bib. Because you're here. When you hear my thesis, you'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now that's a tease. Well, I'm, te- I'm telling you, it needs to be said. And there, there are a few who have the balls to say it. And I think I do. Okay. Um, so I want to hear that. And, uh, you know, I haven't done this for a while. How are things with you? Um, how are your kids doing? How's your business doing? How's your, you know, being an employee, being a whatever? 
working at a hospital. How's that going? We haven't checked in uh, for a while on that, and I'd, I'd really be interested in see that. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Looking for your texts and how are things going in your life? How are your kids doing? How are you doing? How's your work doing? All that sort of stuff. 415-295-KFTC is our text line. Uh, sorry, a little preoccupied. Um, the How are your kids doing? I had uh, conversations with both my daughters last night. And um, one is, uh, gosh, she's going on 28. The other is going on 21. Um, and as I texted you, the the worries and the joys of parenting never end. I didn't know what to anticipate when I was parenting little kids, uh, the three of them. Um, but it's amazing how much it's still out there a lot. Um, both the good and the worrisome. But anyway, uh, I tell you what, my uh, my one daughter's landlord is a jackass. And I may fly across country to <laughs> kick his ass. That'd be exciting. Yeah, and expensive. Um, anyway. <laughs> And what expensive ass kicking. You know, it's funny. We were talking about how dealing with a clearly dishonest, duplicitous landlord and or property manager is a good life lesson. Mm. Uh, because you start to recognize the type. And and you'll see him coming down the road in the future. But True yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's, here's my incredibly controversial thesis. And there are some things I am completely certain about. And I will come off. I, Joe Getty. As a uh, fairly typical talk radio host, because I will express certainty on those topics. This is not one of them. This is this has to do with the whole COVID-19 thing and how we're dealing with it. Um, some fine day, I hope we have 2020 hindsight and can appraise, you know, how good a job we all humankind did reacting to the thing and and what was a good idea, what was a bad idea and the rest of it. Um, but I'm becoming more and more confident. That we have, instead of pandemics of the past, where we took sensible precautions, went about our lives, a tragic number of people died, a lot of people got sick, but we soldiered on and and the country kept growing and, and people were more or less okay. Instead of that, we have sought an impossible escape from this disease. And in doing so, have ruined the economy, perhaps for generations. I don't know. Nobody knows how long it's going to take to recover, if we ever will. I mean, hundreds of thousands of businesses closed forever. Millions of jobs gone for a while. We'll have to see, like well, I say. And they think at the end of the day, it'll be somewhere around 8 $9 trillion worth of cost. That's a lot. Right. And I was just reading... Um, Oh, because it'll, do it'll, it'll take a hundred years to pay off those trillions of dollars that we uh, more that we went into debt. Yeah, I my gosh, I I miss. Uh, uh, da, 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 where is that? Oh, uh, there was a Northern California doctor who got a fair amount of attention yesterday. I, I have his name here somewhere, but I can't find it. Who said I am seeing far more suicides than deaths from COVID nineteen? Well, that's an interesting. I am seeing an explosion. 
in deaths of despair exceeding that of the COVID. Now, I'm not a denier. Neither is Jack. We understand it's a terrible disease. It's hurting a lot of people. It's killing a lot of people. Um, we're not deniers. We think you ought to wear a mask and take sensible precautions, uh, especially if you're in a high-risk group. We also believe we need to open the schools. Man, we got a scathing couple of emails from the good folks and a couple of articles pointing out that, like the Pasadena School District, no school. But we are going to open the schools as eight-hour daycare centers. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you can pull that off. Right. And you can have the kids in the building. You just can't teach them, according to the teachers' union. It's just astonishing. I think we are, instead of in in a more old-timey, resigned-to-reality way, dealing with this the best we can, I think we are running and hiding and what you know to quote uh, you know oddly enough a, a song by counting crows uh, what we fear in the night and the day comes to call anyway and we are hiding from this thing and ruining the economy and it will come to call anyway um i just and and i think it's partly because of the media intentionally terrifying people to get clicks it's politicians who as we've said before believe they will be uh, their performance will be weighed only in terms of COVID deaths. And that they will be able to claim, yes, the economy's ruined. We're now in crippling debt. You have no job. Your kids are depressed. Your brother committed suicide, the rest of it. But thank God we minimized the COVID deaths. And they will get reelected. That is the belief. Well, and to a certain extent, minimize the COVID cases, even though the vast majority of people suffer no problems from it. Right. It's still weird that it's considered such a 20 more people got COVID and they'll be fine. Right. 19 of them may be fine. One of them might get sick. Right. Generally, statistically speaking. Yeah. And as always, God so bless what? the folks who, who passed from this evil uh, oh, yeah. communist oh, virus. Yeah. yeah. Some people get it hor- horribly and it's, it's really, really awful. Right. It is indeed. But I don't believe there's any avoiding it. You know, we again, minimize it. Until we can get better uh, treatments and vaccines. But this whole, and, and I've heard various governors, Gavin Mussolini of, uh, of California, old Cuomo in New York, talking about shutting it all the way down again. And I think that's a miserable, miserable mistake. You know, here's, you know, where is that? There's another great email from a, a Utah. The news is full of crap, right, Sarah? I was looking at the recent Utah COVID numbers yesterday. I was happy to see them going down and saw the first bit of optimism in 10 weeks from Utah leaders and epidemiologists. Then the news headline the next morning was COVID hospitalizations on the rise. So she looked into it. There are 211 current hospitalizations in the whole state. Yesterday, there were 207. I guess four more hospitalizations means on the rise. But come on. That's the big story in the news media. And how I'm many, surprised they didn't call it a spike. And how many would you need to have in, a, in an entire state before it's something to worry about anyway? R- right. A okay. couple hundred in the entire state? So, f- flattening the curve so hospitals don't get overwhelmed, fine. I think we all agree that's probably a pretty good idea. But, and again, this needs to be said, I guess, more. The strategy has morphed to minimizing the number of cases, period. No matter the cost. And that is insane. Well, we're there. We're there. I it's mean, insane. It it, it 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 the goalposts moved um without us really catching on. Um there was no vote, there was no 
sober discussion. It just moved. I think I don't. I, for some people, I think it was it was fairly malicious. But um, uh, I think for most people, it's not. It's just we've got this weird thing, as we were talking about yesterday, and we've talked about a lot over the years. We've got this weird, we, we should all be a mortal thing. We, 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 <laughs> everybody should be right. safe all the time. And so we just kind of naturally went the direction of making sure nobody ever gets it. Yes, yeah, safety has become a weird sort of religion, I think, in the U.S., in the modern U.S. Uh, the, the very expression, safety first, bullcrap. Safety maybe second or third. I mean, if you're talking about driving with an infant, okay, safety first. But if you're talking about an economy or starting a new business or living your life, I pity the person who lives their life on safety first. I mean, if if that makes you happy, go ahead. Who am I to judge, I guess? But my God, get a little reckless. Take chances. Risk brings reward. Safety first, please. Stop it. So we got this text. I'm a... I work as a child therapist, and my clients want to go back to school in all caps. It's nearly unanimous. They miss their friends. They miss getting out of the house every day. They even say they miss the bullies and jerks. I know my oldest son, who's a social guy, is just down. And early on in this thing, he and his friends would FaceTime and stuff, and they just don't anymore. Nobody has any interest. They don't even have any interest in talking to each other. Right. they got nothing to say. They're right. all depressed. we got a, we got a country full of depressed children. How what are we much doing? of that is, is too much? Well, I think we've definitely crossed the line into right. too much. I would agree. And listen, someday maybe I get the vid and maybe I croak of it. And, and if you're going to play this segment, play the whole segment. I understand that is a risk. Something's going to get me someday. Maybe it's this. We cannot crush our children's freedom for our own fixation on safety. Text line 415-295-KFTC. We'll check out on some more people on how they're doing. Armstrong and Getty.